You know who this is. Welcome to the Pure Individual Podcast. Tonight we have a very, very special guest, my close friend and profile harmonic, master astrologer, Gene Keys extraordinaire and human design synthesizer, Amy Lee. Welcome, Amy. Mm, hey, love. Thanks for having me. I'm excited mm. to chat. Yeah, I'm very, 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 very glad to have you as the first guest on the Pure Individual Podcast. Oh, I'm the first gonna... guest. I actually didn't realize that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm honored. But, Thank you. you know, I'm in 2-4, so of course, mm. I'm, I'm gonna, the first person I'm going to have on is going to be one of the people that's the closest to me, and you are my my harmonic <laughs> and dear friend. So of course, I, I think it's only appropriate to, to have you as the first guest. <laughs> Thank you. I'm really, really honored. I'm super excited. Today, uh, you know, this evening, I want to talk about authenticity in, in the spaces that we, that we're in, the spaces that we work in, you know, online and, and in person. Um, you know, there's not much you know, there's there's really not any any regulation um, in the spaces that we're in. You know, in mm. among astrologers, you know, professional astrologers and and you know, human design professionals, we more or less have you know collective codes of ethics that we're we're held to. Um, but outside of you know, outside of those professional circles there's not much accountability. There's not much, um, you know, authenticity is kind of just whatever somebody throws out there is marketing. There's not any real accountability. And, you know, from our conversations that, that we've had from our, our experiences um, with our businesses and you know, the things that, that we see going on, um, I would just wanted to bring that kind of, you know, open that up in, into a public conversation because we've talked about this for, you know, over a year, right? Yeah, and it's the same in the coaching industry as well, right? And there's, there's lots of cowboys. That's what I, that's like the word that always comes to me. I'm like, you just, you really don't know, right? Like who the person is, whose content you're digesting. So mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's definitely a big thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the yeah, I think in, so often. I think that you know, for when it comes to professionals that are you know have more education, uh, you know, or you know just have education that have been educated, invest in their in their education. Um, I think that there's kind of this, uh, you know, it's almost a a stigma of oh well they're um you know i mean i've even been called like dogmatic right um mm. which is just ridiculous doesn't even make sense but um you know it's uh, <laughs> you know dogmatic or i think fundamentalist was the craziest thing mm -hmm. that, to ever be called because it, that makes absolutely like no literary or logical sense right but um yeah. you know there's like this oh well you know, it's almost this mentality that's like, oh, well, you, you, know, you just 
just because you're, you know, you've got formal education or, you know, you, you've put this, this work in, it doesn't mean that you, you make the rules. And it's like, oh yeah, but we don't, you know, I'm not making any rules. Mm. What I'm doing is I'm bringing ethics to light. Right. Um, and not very many, I think a lot of people are, are, are afraid to, to have that conversation, to have the conversation of, okay, how are you representing yourself? How is somebody representing themselves? Are they representing themselves uh, in, you know, the fashion to be on one level when they're not even close to that level? And is that what they're charging for as well? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, what comes up for you on that, on that topic? Yeah, I, I see it. And I also think, you know, personal discernment is so important. And I, you're probably on the same page as me with this, but I just don't, what what we see happening at the moment, I don't think it's going to fly in the coming years. Like, I feel Mm -hmm. like people's bullshit detectors are getting so much stronger. Like the more, you know, and the more people that genuinely do start working with their human design um, and their energy and, you know, developing their intuition, like we all have the ability, the ability to kind of sniff that out, um, you know, but I think ethics are important is it's really difficult in an unregulated like industry, right? And like people can call themselves like human design coaches and they've like done no human design education or no, have no coaching qualification, stuff like that, like, um so for me I think personal discernment is always really big I know not everyone needs formal education but I very much for me personally am attracted to people who've done who have formal education like I want to work with people who've got like Mm -hmm. if I'm going to work with the coach I want to work with a coach who's done something if I'm want human design mentoring I'm going to come to you you know or work with people who've who've really gone, I know have gone deep into it. Um, But I think there's a level of like emulation. I think, you know, to me, it stems from like people seeing human design take off, right? And people seeing people have success with human design. And then there's this process of, you know, well, that works for them. I'm going to take this system and kind of not necessarily use it in the way it was intended because that's creating success for that person. I'm going to try to mirror that success. Right. Mm. Um, So the emulation piece is huge. I think in the online space, I'm not going to say copying because I don't really necessarily think there's like any original thought, like, like we're all tapped into the one like consciousness, but the way you express it is uniquely yours. Right. Like, right. Um, no one can ever express something the way that you're going to express it, Brayton. But there's a lot of like people like emulating, seeing mm-hmm. you have success and wanting to emulate what you're doing and potentially not having um, like the depth that you've cultivated. Right. Um, so it's, yeah, it's big. But I think, you know, personal responsibility, personal discernment, I think that's why it's so important like to really get a handle on your authority, right? Like, mm-hmm. So you can discern like, yes, I want to work with this person or yes, I want to engage in their content or like mm, something feels off, something right. doesn't, doesn't feel like a yes for me. Mm. Right. Yeah, I think, you know, of course, you know, strategy and authority. Um, 
and you know sometimes people do unfortunately have to end up going through an experience that might is not not great to end up with you know the the right person um mm. you know to work with some people have you know a lot of people will come uh, to me and to you after having you know bad experiences um where uh you know what they were told they were going to get you know there's misrepresentation there um mm. and you know it's like what to do you know, can't do anything about that but uh, at the same time i think that it's important to draw distinctions uh, and so many people are afraid of drawing distinctions mm. between this is what this person does this is what this person does, does or you know rather this is what i do this is not what i do you know drawing those those distinctions i think is is really important uh, and i think that people are gaining more discernment as we get closer to the cycle changing as individuality starts to you know slowly kind of ramp up in everybody um i think people are a lot less less likely to just go with what is you know what is what's there um you know, there's aspects there's definitely aspects of of life when you're just coming into design um that could definitely lead somebody you know, into something that's popular and is not going to uh, benefit their their differentiation because we live in a in a world where you know something's popular oh this must be good right mm. um not necessarily what's going to be good for you though uh you know they only there's like you know that there's there's cars that they only make a certain amount of you know each year and then there's cars they mass produce that are popular and one's better than the other right um when it comes to quality that's kind of the, one of the ways that I think about it. With this knowledge, everything is is heavily, heavily personal. Uh, you know, it's heavily, you know, the way that people actually learn this knowledge is flesh to flesh. Uh, mm. You know, transmission to transmission, not that it can't be recorded or anything like that, but there's there's information and then there's, cellular knowledge and i think that the cellular knowledge isn't something that is either people aren't aware of it or it's not talked about enough um but that's a real kicker that makes a very large difference in the people that you work with uh, as well as just the the dedication to learning if somebody wants to learn human design for whatever reason right it doesn't matter why somebody wants to learn human design uh, or how deep they want to go anybody can whether it ends up being something that they do for a career change or they do it for you know if it's a projector they just do it for their own enrichment of their own process especially um and i think that when it comes to the learning there's definitely the flesh to flesh there's definitely the integration the cellular integration um i do like to see that there's a lot more self-study going on these days 
where people are self-studying to a certain point and then they'll come to they'll come to piano people will go to you they'll come to me um some of our other colleagues other other people that we know other peers um i think that that's really important because there's self-study can can help people kind of avert uh some pitfalls right in, in places where things have been modified before they get to a point where they can you know get some flesh to flesh um transmission but i yeah it's the discernment piece is very very important and it's something that some people are going to have a little bit more than others right something that you develop discernment's something you develop through your authority and so i think maybe one of the largest pieces is that first initial what year that somebody comes in and learns about human design and the decisions that they make um and i think that i mean i wasn't around in online spaces with human design a few years ago so i don't know what it was like back then or how it shifted mm, my memory of it so <clears throat> i think i started sharing human design and astrology content in june 2018 when i kind of my business out there my memory of it was no one was really talking about human design at that point like I don't really and the people who followed me at that point were mostly people who I knew who were more interested in astrology um and then there was like this kind of shift right um yeah but I I don't really remember seeing like other people's content at that time not until really like 2019, um, you know, when I think, you know, well, oh, well, there were people, hang on, there were a couple of like big people, I guess, in the space who were sharing content, but it wasn't like it is now, like the, the amount of content that there is online and like, mm-hmm. um, um, it was very foundational, mm-hmm. the content. And even the content I shared back then was was very foundational. I continue to share very foundational content, I think, um because I realized that a lot of people who engage with my work are brand new to human design mm-hmm. like there's majority of people who are engaging with my work are just finding it mm-hmm. like I'm like I'm often one of the first accounts they found and, the, and they come for astrology or something or they've seen a new moon post like mm-hmm. that. um but yeah all the content was very foundational I think what's happened in the last couple of years is there's a lot more depth there's mm-hmm. a lot more individuated content, you know, around specific, really, mm-hmm. really deep topics and things, which I think you've been a really big part of. Um, and so it's grown and evolved as Instagram's grown and evolved, right? I would say the same even for astrology. I think even mm-hmm. four years ago, astrology content, you know, it's as we share more and more and create more and more, it's like, where else can you go? You, you're either right. rehashing things and redoing the foundations or you've got to go deeper. Um, mm. Yeah, so I think that change has been really positive. Um, but there's just, it's a lot. But what I think's happened, yeah, people see that this kind of content has become popular, right? The same with astrology. It's become really popular in the last four years. Um, mm. And so it's almost like a bit of a bandwagon um, mm-hmm. to jump on. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I think that, I mean, I remember when I came in, because I came in a year, year and a half ago, about a year, yeah, a year and a half ago, and it was like ripe for mutation. There was, there was content that was very much, it, it, it was, it was definitely ripe for mutation. It was like, there was a lot of content that had reached kind of like its peak, like it wasn't going to go any farther without any more, any more depth. Mm-hmm. I definitely came in pretty hot because there was no, <laughs> you know, back then it, it seemed like it was almost, uh, if you're a projector, you couldn't really even say anything back then. Uh, at one point, you know, you, you, it seemed like if you're a projector, you said something, you just got over overridden by energy types in the comment section. Uh, at least that's mm. the way that I remember it being, um, which that definitely needed to change. And that, you know, that, that definitely got changed. And then there was also, you know, receptivity wasn't even, it wasn't even, uh, there was nothing. I never saw anything on it. I never saw anything on receptivity. And so, of course, I had to mutate that and change that. Mm-hmm. And I think that as, as, as people got more comfortable in sharing their processes, I think that really mutated and did change things when people, mm-hmm. you know, kind of started to, feel comfortable that you don't need to work in human design to share your process. And in fact, that's probably one of the most valuable things that is on online period is people sharing their processes. I mean, people sharing their processes was way more valuable than centers posts and channels posts. I mean, you know, we've, we've got uh, individuated content, right? which is also synthesis, you know, like you have beautiful synthesis that, that you share online that, and that's differentiated content. And I, I see things kind of going, I see things going that way more, which has been a really beautiful evolution in you know, people just sharing their own processes. Uh, you know, others really, you know, especially a, a lot of projectors, right? Investing in their process and learning, getting more tools, having more synthesized content. Um, there's definitely been those changes. Uh, conversely, while there has been this beautiful mutation that's happened with things becoming more differentiated, there's also been entirely different industries that have come in and tried to you know, more or less mold that success or mold that uniqueness into their own businesses um and i think and for me that's where authenticity really comes up because it's like whoa mm. you know, you've got to be doing this for a while to really even you know <laughs> to even talk about it correctly and 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 even even just to have a conversation about it with a client yeah it's it's not something that you're going to pick up in six months or a year probably not um you know if you're going to work on the level where you say i i work with human design right and that's where i'm seeing uh, a lot of mm, potential pitfalls um, and a lot of potential confusion mm. What industries do you feel or you feel? Yeah, I think that I think that coaching, the coaching industry, mm-hmm. uh, heavily the business coaching industry, um, 
you know, people wanting to implement human design with business, but not understanding that there is an actual business application already for human design. Um, and even outside of the actual business application, kind of the joke is that if you're, you know, if, if you live your type correctly, if you learn enough design, business just comes, it just happens. That's, that's the whole thing. Um, you know, I, I do in any of the immersions that, that I, I mean, you, you've been my client, client of mine for a while and you did receptive immersion and that helped you in your business. And that wasn't business specific at all. No, but it helped me so much in regards to, yeah, my own process. Right. And mm -hmm. like, yeah, it was mm -hmm. a really powerful experience. Mm. And my when I guess as a projector, you know, really learning through seeing other people's charts too. So like watching even guide the other receptives was really um, empowering for me to, you know, seeing mm. that firsthand, for, especially for the rape psychology piece, which we were right. talking about before. Mm. Right. Yeah. So just, I mean, just people even, you know, just people learning, uh, learning design and learning to live a unique differentiated life right that alone is going to have a direct impact on somebody's career or business and so that's kind of where for me it's like okay i see what i see i see why somebody would come in and they would want to use human design as a quote-unquote tool i can see why somebody would want to do that but it's totally unnecessary for the most part mm. and there's certain I think there's certain realms like that people will work in where there is you know a business mentorship that is going to be applicable I know that you do them you know, I wouldn't know how to work with somebody in astrology <laughs> I wouldn't know how to, I would not know how to mentor somebody in that, right? So there is, there is definitely arenas for it, but the, the business coaching industry or, um, I haven't seen it much with, with life coaching, mainly business coaching, I think, uh, coming in thinking that it can be used as a tool it, for me is really problematic because the, the, the cost associated um, with what they're getting for human design is, is just not feasible. Mm. It becomes right. a logical process then often, doesn't it? Rather than an, an embodied process mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah. So do you think there's a different, like, uh what's needed is almost to me I feel like what's needed is almost a, a differentiation between someone who's a coach and maybe uses weaves in human design versus someone who is like a human design analyst a bg5 analyst a professional human design reader you know mm -hmm. and really specializes like in that is that what you're feeling like yeah and not even you know not even uh you know, to the point of, of um, 
I wouldn't even say to the point of certification, just, just the distinctions, right? It's like, mm. okay, somebody has a, a coaching certification. Awesome. I think coaching is great. I think that it helps a lot of people. Um, but they didn't do you know, a, a year of, of foundation or a year of self-study foundation or two years or, you know, enough, enough to, to look at somebody's body graph and know where, you know, where they can help them. Right. Or, you know, how to reinforce somebody's sacred response, right. How to, how to do the things that you learn when human design is your profession. Right. So, you know, if it's, if it's just, uh, this is your type, this is your strategy, this is your authority. Well, you can get a $39 book from Human Design America that'll teach you all of that and more. So where is the, you know what I mean? So it's, it's, so for me, it's like, okay, if you say you're going to teach somebody human design, if you're going to help them with living their type, you have to be living your type first, first off. Mm -hmm. And you have to be successful at living your type, you know? So to, to offer human design, but not be living your type and not be successful at living your type, right there, there's a lack of integrity. Mm. Mm. Right? Yeah, said. Especially I talked to... Um... Uh, this is something I've spoken with clients about before in regards, especially for projectors, right? Like if you're not that we can't, can't experience burnout and things like that, but if you're a projector who's still deeply in your not self and you're still deeply in that overworking, you know, whatever it is for you, whatever your other centers and your other not self themes are, um, it's, it's impossible. It's impossible to really be able to, to, I believe, to be able to really guide someone effectively when you're when you're in that state um so that's I think there's just like a lot of urgency don't you feel like people um and I felt it's when I started my business I felt a lot of urgency to like get to a certain point right so I could do this full time and so it's like I think keeping in mind that it's a journey right if you're coming in to use human design it's not something that you're going to integrate and be making if you're in integrity, you won't, you won't integrate and be making hundreds of thousands of dollars within six months. Like <laughs> to be in integrity, it's going to take longer and looking at it as like a long game. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Right. I think <laughs> like I'm going to, I know like I'm so obsessed with human design. I'm so obsessed with astrology. I'm so obsessed with the jinkies. I look at them as like, these are the things I'm going to be working with my whole life. Like I can't imagine my life not mm -hmm. centering around these interests that I have. Um, so it's always been like a long, a long game kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So recognizing that piece, is that what you're saying? Like yeah. the embodiment that really needs to come first, the integration that really needs to come first. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm talking about is, you know, it's, uh, you know, and it was set up that way from from the beginning um when it came to to education with human design it was set up that way so that and it's still set up that way 
um, so that it takes a certain amount of time while you're learning, at least in the, in the institutions, you know, it takes a certain amount of time. It takes like a year and a half before you can even get to analyst school so that you have to be in your strategy and authority to, you know, to just to get to that point. Right. And then to make that decision to go, you know, to go further. And so it's uh, because it's not right. This is, we take it in intellectually, but we live it out cellularly. So the, but the taking in intellectually happens through acoustics, right? That's how, that's how it gets transmitted. It gets transmitted from person to person, you know, cellular integration. And so somebody could know all the information in the whole system. They could have all that information memorized and not be correct through strategy and authority, not live their type. And whatever they teach somebody is not going to integrate. It's not going to benefit them. And that's really something because in other areas, you know, you, you can go to school and you can learn some information, some information can help you. That's not the way human design works. Mm-hmm. That's not a, that's not how this, how this knowledge is, is, is passed down and integrated. It's passed down and integrated by that person having that cellular integration by that person having you know, that much you know the embodiment of their type or you know living their type being in their authority um and i don't think that that's you know i think because of how different uh, these other industries are there's not a comprehension of that you know you see that human design is something that's you know blown up um something that a lot of people have an interest in and so it's a, uh, oh, well, let's take this and let, let me incorporate this into my business, you know, and, you know, it'll help my business be, be more successful. Well, yeah, it could help you get more clients. But there's no integrity in it. Mm-hmm. Because what's being, you know, marketed as is, as is going to be provided can't be provided literally it cannot be provided you you cannot provide somebody with with human design services after you know listening to a few audios right i mean how many how many hundreds hundred you know hundreds of hours of of study uh, thousands of hours of study actually you know either you know both of us have right thousands of hours of study time with clients on top of the study you know, um, hundreds of hours learning from teachers or mentors, right? Um, mm-hmm. And a continual process. And so to put that in the same, to, to put people that work on the professional level like we do in the same arena as somebody that hasn't even learned human design on a foundational level let alone has any cellular integration then they you know try to you know chameleon their way in more or less into being in the same space as us i mean there's no authenticity in that there's no integrity in that i mean at all uh you know i'm not going to talk about morality but there's no integrity in it there's no authenticity in it and it doesn't serve the client 
um, or their overall, you know, that person's overall reputation. Um, and yet nobody's talking about it. Mm. Yeah, no, I feel you. I feel intent. I think to me, it's the intention that people have when they use the system. That's important, right? Like I work with a lot of coaches who want to learn human design so that they can guide their clients effectively, right? Like Mm -hmm. ideally, if you're coaching someone, you're going to coach a generator very differently to how you would coach a projector, right? Or, you know, Mm -hmm. and so I see a lot of value in coaches understanding, you know, type, strategy, authority, centers, not self, definition, channels, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't necessarily feel like every coach needs to go to the depths of what like you have Brayton. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's all these other things that are important as well. The embodiment, the intention of why they're using it, being in integrity, Mm -hmm. taking time, not necessarily using it to like through sales or as a money, you know, it's like your bait, right. For bringing people in. Um, I visualize the world in the future. I hope that like nearly everyone knows human design. I don't know if you feel like this, but my hope is that like school teachers, you know, anyone who's like working with children, anyone who's in any kind of services, like understands the basics of it. So, but not everyone in the world's going to go deep, but it's like, why are you using it? What are you using the knowledge for? And what are you trying to get from the system, right? Or from get from Mm -hmm. the people. I also think, the system's an entity, you know, like, and it has, um, Mm -hmm. when it comes to the cellular integration of it, like, I believe your intention of how you want to work with the system is important as well. And if your Mm -hmm. intention's not in integrity or not going to serve others, then I I feel like the system isn't necessarily going to want to engage in that kind of frequency. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Enough. Yeah, I think <laughs> no. I think there's definitely there's definitely value, and I've you know I've I've worked with I've worked with uh, with I've worked with with coaches, um, and especially in projector immersion, I've worked with coaches in projector immersion, and you know it's it is valuable for for anybody that does any, provides any sort of guidance to know a foundational level of human design to to know that yeah it's gonna you know if you're if you're coaching a a generator then it's gonna be very different from from a projector for instance um you know but there's also the i guess i i run into my professional dilemma and and that no nobody should be coaching or advising projectors except for projectors um and that's just a mechanical thing i mean that's just yeah that there's only one advisor in the business application of human design that's the projector uh you know projectors need to learn from projectors and so there's there's those little pieces where it's like uh you know because then when i have somebody come to me and they have they spent 10 grand on a coach and then they come to immersion, they spend three grand, they get more out of immersion than they got out of the coach that wasn't a projector. That stuff is, I mean, it's, 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 it's mechanical. There's literally not a way 
for the projector to to get what they need from somebody that's not a projector um so there's pieces like that but you know outside of outside of that knowing type knowing um knowing definition knowing whether there's some some openness uh, is going to somebody can really benefit their clients in in that sense you know you got a somebody has a client and they you know they've got an undefined route um you know the last thing that they want to do is press urgency on that person right um so i think that there is a lot of there is a lot of value there i think where we kind of run into yeah where where we run in is that what we run into is that there needs to be distinctions and you know unfortunately i can't draw all those distinctions i mean i would if i could <laughs> me being me but um people have to draw them themselves and the people that you know the beings that go to work with somebody to to learn from either to learn human design from somebody or to uh, get mentorship from somebody um, you know anything like that they're going to have to take a look at those distinctions as well you know look at what's different between this person and this person and i think right now there's just so much ambiguity when it comes to somebody saying i work with human design mm. right and i do not think by any means that somebody needs to be uh, you know to have an analyst certification from um an institution i don't i don't i don't think that at all because i've done analyst school and i i, I know projectors that did self-study that are way better than plenty of analysts <laughs> plenty plenty of certified analysts i know projectors that have done self-study that are much better analysts um you know so it's not it's not a matter of that but people being honest about what services they actually provide um, and being honest about what results they can actually bring. You know, there's the whole learn human design, six figure cash months. Like, like what the fuck, where is this coming from? You know, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> I went, I went from like little to very extreme there real quick, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing how can you promise that when that when you know human design when you're promising figures that might not be someone's trajectory that might not be that you know this is something that astrology really teaches us is timing as well like yes you know for some people it is a season where they're meant to be making big money like that and they're going through expansion and for other people they can do all the things and learn their design and it's like no, you just need to wait a bit longer. There's other things you have to do first. There's people you have to meet. Like, yeah, the promises of financial amounts always blows my mind because, you know, I think part of me thinks when someone, there is like a calibration that happens when you work with someone who's already making that kind of money, right? And that's something I've always endeavoured to do when I've worked with coaches. Like I want to work with coaches who are a few steps ahead of me because I want that cellular integration of like whatever it is they've been doing, right? And the, right. just be in their energy. There's something in that. But at the same time, like we can't predict what someone's life, you know, mm -hmm. trajectory is meant to be. 
Um, yeah, so those promises are concerning. When you see those promises connected with human design, you know, I think it's probably less about the person's human design and it's more about them. Maybe if you're already doing it, you've got knowledge, but are you just going to condition them to do it the same way you've done it? Like, is it actually about helping them do it in their own unique way or is it more about them seeing the way you've done it and mm-hmm. which isn't really human design that's the antithesis of human design right it's, yeah. it's just that's homogenization um yeah yeah I, I think you know if if you know, if you if you hire somebody or if, if i hire somebody um yeah, it's it is going to be about you know getting the integration of whatever it is that they're that they're doing right or if i get hired it's about you know the the integration about the way that i live my life right as a projector um, or as a human design professional and then you do you know, that does more or less it's going you're going to pick up some of that right it's just like, just like when it comes to friends, right? You're around five successful people, you're going to be the sixth one, right? Um, and you know that, that that's something that there just needs to be authenticity on because if somebody's a business coach, like I know some, I have, I have clients that are fantastic business coaches. They don't say anything about design, <laughs> <laughs> in their work you know <laughs> and i and and uh and i would even refer a client to them you know i would even refer a client to them because i know that they get in the same room as this person i know that it's going to benefit them right um you know and i think vice versa they would refer somebody to me get get, get in the same room as me and there's going to be a, a change that's going to happen um it's just what are we getting you know, and what are, what are, what are, what are we offering? You know, if, if, if things are murky in, you know, the sense that they're they're kind of blurry, like, but is it this or is it that? Right. And then a transaction is made. I think that's where, for me, it's just, I don't want the word human design associated with those type of ethical practices you know with that lack of ethics um especially as somebody that has you know a professional agreement that i have to abide by you know some of us have professional agreements those of us that don't have professional agreements still abide by the same ethics right and it's kind of it's just part of that cult you know that more or less collective law of okay this is what we do for a living right yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think the ethics piece, that's something that's been spoken about more only in the last couple of years, mm-hmm. what I'm witnessing in this space. Mm-hmm. One of the biggest things for me, like in ethics, I guess, with using human design is sharing my design with people, which I know, mm-hmm. again, wasn't something that was really done, but like, I want people to know I don't have a defined heart. I'm not going to motivate you. I'm like in the way a defined heart person's going to like, and I'm not going to make, you know, and I think, yeah, when you understand human design and you can see that it's easier to discern again, like who you want to work with versus who 
maybe don't want to work with um, mm-hmm. or who would be suitable or who wouldn't. Um, yeah, but it's like this, you know, I guess being an unregulated industry and it's probably always going to be unregulated, mm-hmm. like there's, there's, I think there's always going to be, you know, examples of lack of ethics, examples of lack of integrity, right? That mm-hmm. ideally the more people who are embodied and operating from integrity and are embodying ethics, mm-hmm. um, you know, that will empower, you know, and show an example for more people, I guess. So to me, when yeah. I think about this, I'm like, all I can really do is try to move from a place of integrity myself, you know, exactly. mostly, or have this conversation with you. But, like, <laughs> you know, I think... And especially you as a pure individual, I think you embodying all of that is such a powerful example, you know, and will have um, more, yeah, like a big impact, you know, on people who are learning human design, like the more of us who are, who are operating like that, um, the more people see it and hopefully are then able to discern <laughs> the difference and, and pick right. the opposite, right? See the opposite. Right. Thank you. Yeah, it's it is it is it is better the more you know the more beings that we have that are living their type because then it becomes yeah it becomes a, a large ripple effect right mm-hmm. and and there becomes a lot you know connections are happening and i mean a lot of it a lot of what we're we're seeing right now is really just a, a, a product of, of of fractal lines and, and geometry a lot of people come in design come into design shortly after Saturn return for a reason because that's when life starts after Saturn return mm. uh, yeah. for the Uranian being. That's when you know you start your maturation process of you know becoming an adult is right after Saturn returns. So it's no you know it's it's not a that's not a coincidence, uh, and we're really in the first really in the in the first first generation of projectors really um of projectors that haven't been you know conditioned with an extra 20 years of of professional experience you know that's what something that rob would talk about he's like yeah well you know i'm 20 years into my process but yeah i'm, I'm conditioned i'm 20 years in my process uh, i haven't reached my you know my 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 saturnian cycle um whereas like a kid you know so like of a future generation would reach their 30-year process of eating correctly according to their PHS and then going entering into their environment and it's an entirely different experience even you know for us going from Saturn return which is you know that's when life starts to to Chiron we're entirely different beings from the first generation in that sense that we don't have that conditioning to unpack so uh, you know a lot of everybody that's on the fractal line, you know, coming in right now, that definitely does make a, a difference in how things are going to be moving forward. And I like what you said about, you know, how people are becoming more, more conscious in, in the sense of, of discernment of, okay, this is bullshit. And this is not because we do see that. And we, you know, it's, and, and it's interesting to see also people that have been in design for a little while and then they're just, you know, they're like, yeah, now I'm seeing where there's a lot of bullshit, right? Like half, you know, they've been learning design for a year or two years. Um, and then there's also, 
you know, I'm getting, I'm getting projectors in, in immersion that I've been studying for like four months, like four months. And they're going into immersion. They're going into a, into a deep integration, right? Um, even receptive beings, you know, all, all of my immersions, I'm starting to see people show up that are, have not been in their experiment for long. So I think that that is going to counterbalance that is going to, you know, kind of be the, the opposition to um, what we see happening in a sense. Um, people entering into entering into their experiment through um, through channels that are source material based. And do you feel having a quicker process because of that? Uh, you know, awareness wise, people can have a quicker process. The cellular process is going to be, you know, we've always got the seven year cycle, but. Um, the process unless you're you're, yeah unless you're if you got a right brain right mind then you you do go a lot faster if you're quad right you go faster than everybody else um quote the mean canadian on that um i didn't make the rules i didn't i didn't (laughs) that was uh it was one of Ra's theories that's that's been confirmed just go go faster the right goes faster and in the terms of uh, accessing cognition and, and awareness. Um, well, if you think but, about how much the right's taking in, like all the time, right. mm-hmm. so it yeah. would make sense that there would be a faster process. Exactly. And the, the body is just more, you know, the body is more, it's predisposed to surrender. Um, the, you know, the vehicle is, pre- is predisposed to surrender because it's a pre- um, you know, it's a pre-rave vehicle, so it, it, it naturally wants to stop, you know, it naturally wants to drive without the, the personality, you know, grabbing the wheel. Um, you know, I, I, I suppose that's uh, for the right, right being that is, um, <laughs> that's the one cosmic perk, uh, <laughs> or I guess exchange um that we have um being in a in a world that is still you know very seven centered i think that's kind of the counterbalance that, that helps us through life but you know very much i mean and gosh that's a whole a whole uh a whole other layer is what's happening to receptive beings with mm. with uh when it comes to people that don't know how to work with receptive beings i mean the deep amount of, of of conditioning that's that's harmful this is where we can say that it's actually harmful because it is right like this is where things get pretty concerning right yeah like what you know i guess uh the strategy piece like i did a lot of um for me personally as a receptive I did a lot of business courses like and things before I even knew human design. And now I can look back and be like, wow, like that definitely took me out of like a truth, the strategies, and it's very harmful to my body. Like I can actually look back and feel like a lot of health things that I had coming up. Um, this was before I started my business, but thought I was going to start a business. Um 
Yeah, I really feel like receptives, we need other receptives. We need to see business done by other receptives. Like, and I even would say, I think for quadrites, quadrites need to be around other quadrites and see other quadrites in business because it's still going to be so different. Um, Entirely different. I mean, what you and me do is entirely different, right? And the way that we've had, that we've, you know, I, I, I obtained my success through strategy and authority. You know, so I, I, that's, that's what built everything that, everything that I've been able to, you know, and so created everything that I've been able to create. And, and, you know, of course, everything that I'm taking in, integrating, but, you know, it's, it's not a, there's not a, there's not a strategy involved. <laughs> the most strategy, no, at least for no. me, the most strategy involved is, is, is you know, is, is Laura. You know, she's my, my uh, strategic sacral support VA. She can do all the strategic tasks for me, right? But the way that I operate is not, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very right. I don't know anybody that's more right than I am. Um, so yeah, it's very different very different thank goodness for strategic sacral support because i have that in my business too and i'm like oh i we really you know and it's good to have people who understand you like i the way i run my business is i sit in mystery around like there's all these things floating in my awareness that i might create (laughs) i might do Mm -hmm. and my business manager and i we might make a plan but she knows i'm like this is very loose and I'm probably not going to do that. And I'm probably going to do something else and it will probably come through because I'm root spleen mm-hmm. in a day. I'll sit in this, like not knowing, I don't know what's next. I don't know what it, boom, it's this and you need to create it and you need to launch it next week. Like how can you mm-hmm. be strategic and, and be like that? Like it's been the big mm-hmm. unlearning, right. And not doing what the, appears to be logical and not doing what appears to be smart business and being in like trust mm-hmm. and flow yeah, and embracing the mystery that like, you don't, don't know what's going to come, right. You don't know what you're going to want to do mm-hmm. when you're receptive like us. Um, that, mm-hmm. That's huge. That's huge. Uh, I, <laughs> this is such a good, this is such a good pathway for us to go on because authenticity wise if you're right you operate right you know if, if you're right if that's what your architecture is and you're in business that's how it how it operates that's how you're going to be living your type you know authenticity is living your type right it's for it's form principle it's awareness principle um living your type it's it's living according to to what's correct for you architecture wise um according to your variable it's it's, uh people in our quadrants right brains right minds can be very different and it's it's something something to highlight when you know we're quad right we're not we're not about strategy we're about consciousness uh but we have you know resources or, or tools rather you know we have, we have strategic beings that that can um, 
be used as as tools to take care of the things that we are not good at or the things that put us under pressure the things that we cannot do healthily mm-hmm. right um you know i've deconditioned to a point where i don't even have a pen here i don't have a pa- piece of paper i don't write anything down i don't you know i don't wear a watch um you know it's, uh, there's just certain things that my body has rejected me doing and just won't let me do them anymore uh you know it's uh and you know Laura can bust through things that would take me hours because I've got peripheral vision, not focused vision, right? So it's like when we're talking about working in human design, you can see how deep it goes, right? Like it, it goes so deep that this is integrated into our businesses because this is what we live. You know, this is what we live. So it's integrated into 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 our businesses, you know, as as the entities that they are. You know, it's not it's not a, I you know, it's not a. I work in human design, and then on the back end, everything is around like a, <laughs> you know, a, a typical a typical business would be run in you know the, what they would teach you at university, right? It's not that. No, even on on the back end, what people don't see, it's it's ran according to our own a different our own differentiation right so that's another another piece that that's important and I, I like that you brought that up mm. like people like in the traditional business world would probably look at how you run your business and look at how I run my business and they're like you guys are nuts like (laughs) where's your calendar where is your plan let's map out the next 12 months where are your financial projections like people ask me I've worked with coaches recently who've asked me like okay what did that mastermind bring in like financially I'm like I don't know like let me look it up I can tell you because I don't focus on those details right it's not about Mm -hmm. that for me Mm-hmm. Um, so to me, that's a sign. That's a big sign of um, integration and integrity. Is is someone actually running their business in alignment with their design, right? And to me, that's the ultimate form of ease. You know, not saying you know ease and flow. For me, can only be experienced when I'm really, really into my, integrated in my design. Um, there's less. There's no pressure. There's no forcing. You know, mm-hmm. it's literally just being surrendered to what wants to move through me. Um, right. Yeah, that's a huge piece of a huge piece of integration. And I mean, I can remember. You know, I remember transitioning from tech consulting, and you know, the 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 deconditioning process of business in that world to my business now and the pieces that had to fall you know the pieces that had to fall apart more or less and the the surrender that had to happen in order for me to get to to where I am now in order to to operate correctly operate my my business correctly according to my design you know i'm emotional i have to run it off my own time i have to run it off my emotional timing i have to run it off my authority i have to and i'm a pure individual i'm emotional so i have to honor my moods 
you know, these things. I remember before, I mean, I think it was insanity before I started role modeling it. I think, you know, I would think it was insanity uh, for, for somebody to, to look at and be like, he just does that. He just, it's just not the day. And, and he, so he, he reschedules his whole day. Yeah, I, I remember when I, you know, I kind of role modeled that and I put that out there that that was the way that I was doing things. And I can only imagine what people's minds were thinking at that time. And now it's become something that has been picked up by a few people. And it is, in fact, their right to live in their own time frequency according to what's correct for them and their authority, right? It's like, I would never want to work with somebody who's emotional that doesn't honor their authority, doesn't honor their moods. You know, their individual, I don't want to work with somebody that doesn't honor their moods, right? Um, you know, and I'm not going to work with somebody who's splenic for them to be slow. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like, it's, you know, it's, it's like, there's, there's, uh, there's, there's whole processes that do, if somebody is, correct according to their strategy and authority no matter what they're doing if they're if they're living their type whether they work with design or or they don't somebody's in business and you live your design your business has to start to mold itself around what you are around what your your differentiation is right it's like you know your nervous determination like there's that that's a part of your life right like the way that you you know it's it's uh the circumstances, right? I'm low sound. The circumstances. Yeah. Um, it gets it it gets deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. Um, and I think that's a really good signpost for people when it comes to who they want to work with. Mm. I love that you um, mentioned this because I this is going to get really woo woo, but I. You know, and you said it before, your business is an entity, right? Your business, it's not, it's separate to you. It's an energy. It doesn't have a physical body, right? It doesn't have um, form. But I really believe our businesses choose us, right? And so like your business, Brighton, has chosen you because it needs to be born through your differentiated, unique design. Um, you know, and so it's like if you're trying to be something else that doesn't serve you, doesn't serve your health and your well-being, and it doesn't serve the business either. Like it, you're the channel, right, for it to be born and actualized mm. in the 3D world. And if you know, this is why design, I think, can be so helpful. Um, but yeah, it, it's picked you for a reason, right? So it's it wants to be born through the emotional frequency. It wants to be born through a pure individual, right? That's how your right. business specifically wants to be expressed whereas my business wants to be expressed through someone who's splenic someone who's collective and individual mm-hmm. right so that's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah so knowing those things is helpful um and affirming i think your big thing the thing i always take away from your work is like you just want people to love themselves and love their design and be empowered like to live out their design and their truth um and um you know no and I guess if people take anything away from this conversation it's that like that's all on purpose right and it's only going to serve you don't need to do it someone else's way you don't need Uh um someone else's like secret source or success code or whatever it might be like your design is literally it 
Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that, yeah, I mean, that's uh, really the largest, largest part. I mean, there's, gosh, there's there's so many parts of this conversation that are important, but (laughs) at the end of the day, yeah, it's, it's about when we're talking about human design, it is about living your own unique differentiated life. And if you, if you live that out, you get to reap the benefits of it. Not saying it's going to make somebody rich or famous, or it's going to correct all their health issues or anything like that. But I I can say that it's going to, you know, improve your quality of life. That's what I can say. I can say that that if somebody follows their strategy and honors their authority, it's going to improve their quality of life. Um, And, you know, it's a, you know, it's, it's something that I want to be put out there for the client and for anybody that wants to use human design in their work, because it's like, no matter what you do, you want to use human design in your work, live your type. Live your type, live your differentiation so that when somebody's in the room with you, that frequency is clean. And then however you're helping them with design, however you're implementing it, and I'm not going to say what's right or what's wrong, uh, that can benefit the client. You know, it's, it's not something that is being used just for marketing so i mean if it's anything it's if you're going to use design live it live it you know live it and and let that let that ripple effect happen whether or not you know then this is something for for people that just that use design that don't necessarily you know work uh, in design you know that's not their that's not what they do for their profession and you know anybody coming into design yeah i want anybody coming into design to know that you live your type you live your you know you you live your type it's going to improve your quality of life and then if you go deeper and you go through radical transformation that's you know you go go deeper you work with a human design professional work with somebody like me work with somebody like amy and you know you get the empowerment, uh, you know, the, the sharing that's necessary for you know you to get a little bit of guidance in living your type. You know, this is this is a process that we all do alone in many many cases, but it's also a process that happens flesh to flesh, and none of us are here to be alone. And you do need the correct forces in your life to live your type it's not something that that can be done alone um that is something that is very apparent to me uh, going through analyst school and and uh, learning about Ra's process of the time that he was completely alone so you cannot do this alone it's not something you can do alone you have to have the correct um, forces in your life, people in your life, whether the, you know, the correct teachers, mentors, friends um, in your life to, you know, empower, support and, and share with you to 
get get to the differentiation that you're really entitled to to live out the uniqueness that you're entitled to live out if 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 you want to you know if you choose to to go that deep and that does have a ripple effect on the people in your life that does have a ripple effect on your career and on your business um that will change those things inevitably um so i think that all around anybody that is involved in design um, i mean you know for me that's always been the point that is what i teach that is what that is <laughs> what i do for my business is I, I empower people to love themselves right that's that's what i do at the end of the day mm-hmm. And it's so powerful. I think you've been one of the big, um, like that having being in your aura, even though obviously only virtually, um, had a huge shift on me and my process threat. So I really do agree with what you said. It needs to be done with other people. And when you're, as you start following your authority, you'll naturally meet the right people, right? You'll naturally connect with those people who you're meant to connect with, who you're meant to um, not calibrate with, but, you know, receive that kind of cellular integration with, I think. Um, doesn't need to happen logically. Like, you know, you no, might think for doesn't. me, I've done all the like logical, oh, I'm going to work with that person and that person. And it's like, you'll just be guided to the right people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, if you, if you, yeah, if you, if you honor your authority, I mean, we're all in a, all in a, in a movement um, to go towards the people that we're meant to interact with, you know, virtually or in or we're all, we're all in a movement. And that's really what strategy and authority does is it aligns the vehicle to, you know, we talk about the word alignment and we use the word alignment this in human design, we mean literal physical orientation, aligning the vehicle, the body, aligning, aligning the, the personality crystal, the design crystal monopole in the correct direction to meet something else at time, you know, through time and space. And that's how we meet their correct forces uh, to enrich our processes. And so, you know, people are going to go through and you know you've seen it i've seen it people find design and they'll go through a hiccup right they'll they'll, they'll go through a hiccup they'll go up, they'll go through a program or, or working with somebody that oh that wasn't great right they'll go through a hiccup and that hiccup somehow will orient them towards the correct person for them to to work with mm-hmm. you know i think sometimes it's a matter of you don't have to be a third line to go through a trial and error process, right? Don't, don't have to be a third line to go through a trial and error process. And I think the more, uh, the better it gets, the better it gets, the more that people are sharing their process online. I think that's a huge piece um, overall, you know, on a collective level, but, um, you know, just, just uh, sharing individuation just sharing individuation. If people can see how individuated it gets, anything that's not anything that's not you know authentic and embodied, kind of just takes the back burner. It's like, why is this here? This is not, you know. And so I think in a, in a sense, 
um, no matter, it doesn't, it doesn't matter who somebody is, if they're in their process and they share their process, they can have a, a very profound effect on the people along their fractal just by sharing their process. You know, I saw, um, it was, it was, uh, it was a, a two-part post from a mental projector client of mine on the mental projector authority process. And it was the most intricate piece of, of uh, content I have seen on, on, uh, on Instagram about the mental projector process. And I was like, this is so useful because very few people understand the mental projector process. And I work, I work with a lot of mental projectors. I have a completely open Ashna. Mm -hmm. So I work with a lot of people with mental definition because of that plasticity I have in that center, my wisdom. Mm -hmm. And I was just thinking to myself, wow, how many, how many, how many projectors that didn't understand how mental projectors go through their, their authority have learned from this, right? And now are going to you know, share what their authority is like. So I think that that's a, you know, we all have a, uh, as it's, it's funny because it's like the collective benefits. I mean, this is how it always works, right? Individuation, individuality always benefits everybody indirectly you know people don't see you know people don't realize that but by everybody individuating and differentiating our collective standards increase yeah i love that you'll have to share with me who that mental projector was i'm always <laughs> <laughs> really. i love mental projectors i also end up having even though i've got a defined ajna have a lot of mental projector clients um, over the years. Um, yeah, very cool. What do you think about um, resonance with channels? Something I've been thinking about recently is how powerful it is to connect with people who have, you know, obviously they're going to have different line color activations, but connecting with people who have the same channels um, through your process, right? Like, I find like I send any client I ever have with emoting, <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> you need to go connect with Brayton. Like you just need to go connect with Brayton because, you know, and for me with struggle, um, having people in my life who also have struggle has been one of the most affirming things right being able to talk about it and connect with it and share your like mutual fucked up experiences of struggle um <laughs> yeah no it's important um you know something that i that it, that's it's important so there's there's you know, companionship channel, channels are, are very important um yeah especially if it's tied to the authority, right? So like your channel of struggle, my channel mm. of emoting, um, especially, especially if it's tied to the authority, uh, but also if it's a channel that, um, you know, if it's, um, mm, let's say it's like, let's say it's a, if something that's self-projected, for instance, I run into this a lot. People that have awakening or inspiration that haven't found their, you know, haven't found their voice but by that what i mean is that your voice comes from your your g center 
those channels. And if there's no, um, you know, if there's no mental definition, if it's just that those self-projected channels going to the throat, then that's where the voice is coming from. Right. And so you work with somebody that, that also has that definition. Like I, you know, I work with a lot of self-projected projectors, even though I'm a wide split and, and emotional, there's a, you know, there's, there's something that, that happens there. Um, uh, through those companion that companionship that can empower the other person to kind of find their voice from their g-center um, there's that piece there's also um, just circuits so even you know not a not even the same channel but being in the same circus like you having struggle I have emoting right still in that same uh, same knowing circuitry and that can be big I get a lot of I get projectors that will just have the channel of struggle for instance and it's in that same you know it's the mirror uh, that's important uh, companionship channels are very important I think our composite is all compromise <laughs> do you know that yeah i'm looking at it it's, now. it's, it's all our, our composite is all compromised we, we, we transform into the same being <laughs> composite wise um so, and and there's you know it's like there's there's so there's like those themes and in the in the sense of compromise it's uh it's an under you know you get that that conditioning and that understanding of what you you don't have the full channel, but you have a piece of it, right? So those similarities are really important because we, electro, there's nothing wrong with electromagnetics or, or anything like that. But when, when there's some sameness, some sameness is really important. Some sameness can be very, very important, you know? Um, especially for non-energy types, for reflectors and projectors, sameness is really, really crucial um in in the learning the learning process because understanding what it is to not have energy um but yeah companionship channels things like that are i think those can be really beneficial um yeah i think those can be really beneficial you know it's like sending the uh, you know the this the splenic projector there's certain certain times that I, there's only a few splenic projectors that i would send anybody to because i know that they're in their spleen then there's the 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 piece of piece that's not sameness right it's the the non-emotional learning that from the healthy emotional the the open ego learning from the healthy ego the um you know the open spleen learning from the defined spleen so then there's the, the that's the duality right we've got this piece and then we've got this piece um where we can the sameness can be very beneficial very empowering supportive sharing and then also the you know the trade-off of the the openness and the wisdom can also be beneficial mm. i feel like all my understanding of the solar plexus and the emotional process was so intellectual until i connected with you like i my understanding of that went you know, is now on a whole different level to what it was before connecting with you, even though I'd done all the things and, you know, <laughs> taken the courses yeah. and all the stuff, 
didn't really fully understand it. And I still don't. Like, obviously, I'll never fully understand it like an emotional being mm. does because I'm not living it. Um, so I agree with that. I think there's definite, um, yeah, there's benefits to both. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Well, to your credit, you've always been there for me in my, in my moments of, <laughs> of uh, yeah, everything that, that comes with, with my channel. <laughs> so uh, thank you for the recognition uh, to your, to your credit. You have always been there for me uh, in my, in my rough times, um, in my lows. So thank you for that as well. Mm. um yeah I think I was raised by I've told you this before I was raised by emotional beings so I feel Mm -hmm. like I'm very I feel connected to emotional beings even though I feel like I've never understood (laughs) never understood you've got you've got hanging 55 I yeah which is my um north node um Mm -hmm. yeah I, mean, that's, I was at 30 and 36. So. Yeah, yeah, there, <laughs> there you go. There you go. There's a, you know, that's where emotional spirit lives is, is in 55. So um, mm. people, people with 55 tend to have, uh, you know, even with the open emotional system, have a, an understanding of, of that individual emotional process, which is where spirit awareness comes from. So there's a, you know, hanging 55 is, could be a pretty significant piece of that but yeah definitely having the 30 and the 36 recognition of of the feelings <laughs> yeah that'll, yeah that'll they've something. been big teachers for me 30 and 36 on an undefined solar plexus like <laughs> mm-hmm. lots of learning there mm. I know you're not into the gene keys but the 55th gene key or you're not that you're not into it but um the 55th jinky is really beautiful to to listen to like Richard Rudd is an excellent excellent synthesizer brilliant synthesizer definitely you feel his voice don't you I just have to there's something about his voice I actually feel like his energy is very complimentary to Ra's energy like sometimes like it can be nice for me to listen to them both within a day because <laughs> sometimes Ra can be more you know he's here to shock right so sometimes it can be and then you listen to Richard Ron and it's like yeah the yeah. longer that we get that we're in our process is the more I mean the more refined we get more um, cellular integration you know happens in like you know I'll listen to oh gosh I mean my just just I mean my my teachers that that i've had it at uh you know formal school they're they're first gens too or if i listen to like a lock or you know they've all got this you know 20 years into their process of this this differentiation this amount of of cellular integration that's in them right that just you know it just comes out even more but i i think some people are are there's synthesis as a whole is beautiful because it is unique to each person and and some synthesis is definitely for some people are going to be drawn to it um you know true actual synthesis um which richard is 
he has he definitely has brilliant synthesis i really love um his he did some circuit uh, circuitry uh manual he did a circuitry manual um that was an official manual that was fantastic uh, and he also did a living your living your design manual that was fantastic and that, that's uh you know it, it kind of goes to show that the idea that people have that you know when there's formal education that everything's the same not in human design <laughs> i can tell you right I can, I can tell you right now it's like if you if you if you submit a you submit something in analyst school and it looks like you tried to do something like it was regular school work it's not gonna fly <laughs> they actually look for that they actually look to see how undifferentiated something is like if they if they look at two pieces of synthesis they should look like you didn't even weren't even in the same you weren't even in the same group basically you know um, the words the way that you you string words together um i mean your synthesis is, is brilliant some of the best synthesis i've ever seen frankly your synthesis some of the best synthesis i've ever seen uh, blows a lot of people out of the water <laughs> most people out of the water I'd, i've never seen anybody that's, that can synthesize three systems together in the first place like you can thank you thank you're you. welcome receiving that with joy <laughs> <laughs> it's true it's true mm. i love that i had heard once um it was something Ra said in like a, in a lecture I was listening to anyway, and I must not have listened to all of it. And I heard him say something about like, you should essentially, you know, if you're getting readings with different people, be, you know, conveyed the same information. Right. And I remember at the time being like, what? <laughs> like, but Brayton's going to see a chart totally different to what I'm going to see a chart. Right. And then I learned that piece and was like yes okay now I love this because it's never good it should never be exactly the same and that's why even with synthesizing I feel like I can embody my version of synthesizing but the way other people are going to synthesize is completely you know different um mm-hmm which is the beautiful thing I think about human design. And I think astrology should be the same, to be honest. I think it's the same with astrology, like two astrologers mm-hmm. weave things together yeah. in different ways. No, yeah, it's definitely different. No, I've had, yeah, I've, you've graciously given me some astrology <laughs> at random at random times like oh well let me look at Uninvited, this and, I, but... and then and then i'm like oh wow holy shit whoa i'm always like you know what I mean? I'm like but from my from you know from my teachers in former school a lot of them were astrologers for like 20 years and then they met raw right and then they got mm-hmm. involved and so i know kind of the difference between the way that they you know the way that they would synthesize things or see things and then the way that you do and it is different and that and that is something that is really i think that's really important you know not even as just as somebody who has learned some you know and learned some in analyst school um i think that's it's it's crucial i would i would 
I don't even understand how there could be two astrologers that would do things the same, right? So like, <laughs> I don't, uh, uh, differentiation is just so, it's so important. And that's one of the, that is one of the reasons why I don't do foundation readings though, is because there is a structure that does have to be followed. And it is important. It's important that people get a foundation reading, I think especially if they want to pursue a little bit deeper foundation uh, through the institution. Um, and so I send them to my colleagues, <laughs> you know, if somebody wants a, a foundation reading, then I, I'll send them to my colleagues because there is a structure that's followed and it is a, it's an effective structure that raw came up with. He, he came up with it himself. I've had a foundation reading myself and it was, I needed to get the foundation reading. Um, I needed to get it for school, but it was useful. It was helpful. I think that foundation reading is good for everybody. I don't do them because I don't follow the structure. So even though I'm trained in it, even though I went to school for it, I don't do it purely because I'm, I'm all right. And I don't follow the structure. Mm -hmm. It's just not, it's not what I am. Um, but there are analysts that provide that, that, the you know, they do follow structure and it is beneficial, but that is one thing that, that I just don't do. Um, I'm the person you come to after the foundation reading, you know? <laughs> mm. Yeah. It's, um, it'd be impossible. The quadrat, mm. like for me, a foundation reading that was structured would be painful. <laughs> like, like, no. That's what I learned pretty quickly in my business. Like I would rather I get people to answer questions. So if, if I am taking readings, I get mm -hmm. people to let me know, like what areas of life do you really want to explore? And we can kind of just go into that. Right. Um, mm -hmm. Rather than a foundational, yeah. Comprehensive foundational reading would feel painful to me. <laughs> Well, I mean, there's just the, there's just the, it, it has its place. It has its mm. place, you know, like the mm. foundation reading done by an analyst is not the same as human design reading. But there's, there's something that's weaved, there are keynotes that are weaved in there specifically to get somebody into their experiment. You know, it has, it has a purpose and purpose is, is not, a, it's not like what we do. It's different. It's a different, very different purpose. You know, a lot of what we do uh, is guidance, right? We're projectors. We guide, mm -hmm. you know, the, the um, uh, you know, anybody can become an analyst if they, if that's their, their path in life, you know, and they put in the years of work and, and learning and study and, and all of that. But the projector is born to guide, right? So that's what the projector does, guides. Um, you know, even when we come to like professional human design work, like let's say in the BG5 sector, right? There, there could be two BG, three different BG5 analysts and they're all different types, but only one's the advisor, the projector, mm -hmm. right? So there's, there's definitely pieces where it's like this, there's, there's a service that is beneficial, and it's a service that you 
you have to you know, analyst work you've got you've got to do a lot of schools so it's, it's like going into to university basically um but that's a you know analyst work is, is a service um and it is it's a, a very beautiful process that goes into doing that foundation reading weaving everything together but that's when somebody wants a foundation reading you know it's very different from when somebody wants guidance you know a foundation reading isn't going to give you the guy isn't going to give you guidance it's going to tell you a lot about who you are as a you know as the holistic being right as the you know design and personality juxtaposed into the holistic being that you are but it's not necessarily always going to provide a bunch of you know it's not going to provide a lot of guidance to somebody for where they're at in their life people people don't come to me because they want a foundation reading they come to me because they've had two foundation readings you know one with a professional analyst and they need something else you know i think it's the same could be said for you yeah that's a hundred percent it <laughs> like so i've always i've always called my sessions like intuitive as well because i'm like i don't know what's going to come up like <laughs> i don't like there's prep and I tune into people's charts but I like meditate on people's charts and see like what comes through like feeling cognition um, you're splenic that is you know mm, very intuitive yeah yeah that's a good differentiation to make between the two types of sessions um mm -hmm. and, for, and for us we're resources right like we're meant to be a resource so like I really need I'm doing sessions with people I really need people to be like asking questions and pulling things out like mm -hmm. if it's just someone sitting there being like wanting me to just tell them I find that doesn't feel good you know it's like mm -hmm. pull from me you know exactly exactly interrupt me stop me if I'm talking exactly <laughs> me don't try to stop me if I'm talking <laughs> oh yeah see I'm because <laughs> it's inspiration and I, I always have to yeah it's a channel of inspiration. i always have to warn people mm. yeah i love that i always have to warn people i'm like this what won't be linear you know like there's nothing linear about the way i function don't expect like I, it's not gonna be you know we might bounce mm. from thing to thing and you can pull me back when you want to go deeper into something else but um yeah it's not gonna be yeah <laughs> so it reminds me of the channels by type the analyst uh manual channels by type and ross is some of the effectives these people are just going to start talking and they're going to stop talking when they're done talking <laughs> <laughs> just like yeah. talking about the channel of inspiration he's like they're just going to start talking because it's, it's a dark matter mechanism right so just, we're just going to just, just start talking and then we'll stop when we stop but it's uh it's different for us and that was one thing where it's mm. like you know i'm still i still um I'll still always probably be doing some sort of, you know, professional workshops or, you know, taking this analyst program or that analyst program. But when it comes to following any sort of structure or any sort of structured delivery, my authority was just a hard no. And I, I talked to an uh, older, wiser projector about it. Uh, 
and that older white is a projector, also a pure individual. And, you know, it, it, it was at a time where I was very concerned, was like, where I was like, I'm not going to do what I am being asked to do in analyst school. Yeah. And it was fantastic outer authority that was just, it was very much, well, as pure individuals, we walk the line with the institutions and you know, we see how see, see, see how it goes, see how, see how it lasts, uh, which was encouragement that I needed because I already knew my authority was like, yeah, no, it's not, we're not going to do the, this delivery. It's, that's not what we are, you know, and it's, um, and yeah, it was, it was very, very apparent. Raw made very apparent that that's not what we were. Yeah, we made it very apparent that we are resources, that we do, we, we carry source material. We are the people that carry source material. Quadrate people, we carry source material, whole, um, unfiltered, unfiltered. And that is something that's taught in analyst school, actually. We carry unfiltered source material that we can give to other people, that we can transmit to other people. And, you know, that's, that's the, you know, that's where our, part, partially where our beauty comes in transmitting that raw source material that raw frequency right uh, and that's not about having a structure a structured delivery that's that's depth of wisdom you know that's that's wisdom that's coming from our depth that's being given um it's being drawn you know and then and then given which is a, a very different uh, very different capability and and a way of serving the client right mm -hmm. mm, it's pretty profound how often do you just find yourself saying something and you're like i don't even know how we got here but this is what's coming out <laughs> like you've asked you've asked anytime for something and you're pulling all of this other <laughs> Anytime you've heard me give a lecture, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Any, anytime you've heard, I show up and I don't know what I'm going to say. Giving one on Sunday about raising receptivity, receptive children. Do I know what I'm going to say? Absolutely not. I have no idea. But I do trust that my channel of inspiration is going to do what it does. And it as long as it's recognized it's going to kick and i'm going to you know be able to watch myself self-project watch myself uh you know provide the the depth of knowledge and and to do the the cellular transmission that uh those that listen are going to need and it's it's interesting because i'm going to pick up through cognition what's needed for that group it's it's, it's a I, I said I'm not going to do the lecture again because I literally there's not a way that I can do the same lecture with a, with a different group, right? It's not that I can't give another lecture on raising receptive children because I can, but I can't do the same one. You know, this isn't a this is something I memorized, wrote down. It's going to be pulled. Mm -hmm. That depth of knowledge is going to be pulled from me according to what I pick up through my inner vision of who is who is actually you know who's there and cognition i mean this is a very important piece of of working in human design does the person have access to their cognition 
are they that differentiated because you work with somebody i work with you you'll you'll send me a message you're like i'm really feeling something with my feeling cognition you'll give me a business idea (laughs) (laughs) you know there's there's a a big difference when somebody has cognition what they're able to pick up and how they're able to benefit the client Mm. or their friend (laughs) <laughs> the way you, <laughs> the amount of ideas that you're like i'm really just feeling something i'm like where did I, how do how do you do this how <laughs> i think i try to word it to like i think there's an invitation for this from your audience like mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the thing and when you're not like the second i'm not like cognition my cognition is one of my favorite things in my design, but if I'm not living as a projector and I'm not listening to my splenic authority and I'm not feeling healthy as well, that like shuts down for me and I can feel it. I can feel when I have access to it and I can feel when I don't have access to it. And it's like, I shouldn't be really seeing clients when I don't have access to it. So it's also like another integrity piece, right? Like in order to really be a good resource and to be a good guide, Mm-hmm. I need access to my cognition. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, totally. I mean, I um, you know, when I gave a the rightness lecture last year at the High Desert Conference, something I emphasized was the second that you're put under pressure and you're and you're right, your cognition's gone. Boom. Mm-hmm. All the gifts, all the you know, all the beauty of rightness is is gone the, the minute that you accept the pressure from other people and, you know, allow, allow them to put you under pressure and, and, you know, make you focus. So there really has to be a huge rejection of that. Um, you know, my inner vision is, is when it comes to working with people with color analysis, color transference analysis, uh, anything rave psychology based, my cognition picks that up. That's how I can tell if somebody's transferred, if somebody's in distraction, um, you know, this isn't something that I pick up because I can look at their body graph. You know, I've got that whole analysis piece, but when I'm sitting in front of the client, I can pick, I can pick that up cognitively. You know, whereas if I'm not, you know, if I, if I was distracted myself or, you know, my cognition was cut off because I was in transference or my cognition was cut off because I was allowing myself to be under pressure, I can't serve that client right in in that same capacity so it's very important that kind of the i want to say the deeper that somebody goes but you know the the, i suppose the level of work you know if it's a a deeper level a level of work that has more depth to be integrity in integrity you definitely have to be living as yourself have you know you have to be living as yourself you have to have access to your cognition Um, you know living your type truly living your type if you if you don't live your type you can't you know your projector you don't live your type you can't guide you know you're a reflector you you don't live your type you can't evaluate you know your manifest you're not going to initiate correctly your generator your sacral is going to be off you know, that sacral vortex, that beautiful sacral vortex that sacral beings have and, you know, the energy that they can give, the generative force that they can give, it's going to be off, you know, so uh, it is just, it's so critical that everybody is living their type, 
um, when it comes to working in human design or working with human design. That's the, that's the only way that it, that it's, that it ends up beneficial for the client. I think mm -hmm. is if somebody is, is living their type and, and you know, they might not be in radical transformation yet, or they might not even go to radical transformation, but at least living their type. A hundred percent. I often, I wonder if that's why I've met a lot of people in recent years who heard about human design in like the nineties, like, mm -hmm. or maybe late night, like 20 years ago, they say, I heard about this like 20 years ago. Um, and it didn't like, didn't click. And I wonder if it's that process, right? Like now there's more people living their design. There's more people living their type. So that's more people are hearing about it and it might click, you know, or hearing about it and it has that resonance, um, which is why it's spreading more and more, like the more time we have, the more people who are integrated in it for the for a longer period of time. Yeah. And there's, there's also... There's also a fractal line, something that was really profound to me when I was um, learning rave psychology um, was about my motivation specifically, um, about being, you know, fourth color, being motivated to educate, um, you know, that being the literal motiv motivation, you know, the chemistry that's in me is to, to educate because I, it's design, that's what I do. Um, you know, if it was something else, then I would educate in a different capacity. But for me, it's design and learning that somebody that learned for, directly from raw learned directly from raw because that's who they were supposed to learn from. But if they learn directly from me, they'll learn more than if they learn directly from raw because that's not the same. That's not the same pathway on the fractal line. They're not 15 years ago. They're now. And that blew my mind because it doesn't have anything to do with me. It just has to do with the fractal line, right? It doesn't have anything to do with me. Um, you know, just, just like, just the same way that um, I could learn from somebody else, right? And it could have a more uh, you know, profound impact on me than maybe something that you would have said to me because of, mm. just because of that movement, because of, you know, the movement through time and space and that, showing up you know that person showing up when it when it does but in the context of my motivation that was something that really was like whoa or he's like you know there's going to be people where um that you are going to learn from you that they're going to learn more than if you, they learn from me because they're supposed to learn from you uh and that just kind of that throws things into perspective that you're going to the people that when we're correct through strategy and authority, we truly are going to come across the people that we need to learn from. Right people, right time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that the more you do come across more authenticity as you go deeper into your process. Um, it's just been, it's, it's become more apparent to me that I did start to come across more uh, authenticity as I as I went deeper and deeper into my process because you 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 know your frequency changes and you stop being oriented your you know your body just stops being oriented towards um, 
other people, right? Towards people that aren't at that frequency of, of you know, of, of your vehicle. Um, yeah, trajectory, movement. These are, you know, all, all of our decisions essentially lead back to movement and what we're oriented towards, who we're moving towards, what we're moving towards, um, you know, and, and it being at the, the correct speed. Mm. Definitely comes through through our own correctness. Yeah. Mm. So I guess our message for everyone is live your design. <laughs> yeah, the message is that uh, live, you. your, live your type and love yourself. And uh, yeah, don't 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 let people tell you that you are you are lacking and that you need something in order to yeah uh, to live a, a, a happy fulfilled life. Um, you know, nobody has nobody has secret sauce. Uh, there are professionals that are going to have their own secret sauce in the sense that they are their own being, their own differentiated. You know, they've got their own uniqueness that they can provide some outer authority, but there's no shortcuts in human design. There are no you know, 100K cash months um, from, from any, any coach that's using human design. Uh, that's not a thing. Um, but there are people that can help you in your business. There's people that can help you in your career. There's people that can provide that valuable outer authority. Uh, and, you know, the, the benefit is, is going to come from those that are living it. Those that are, that are living it, you're going to, to receive some cellular transmission. You're going to receive... Um, some authentic, you know, authentic frequency from that person. And it, you know, it, it doesn't matter what, uh, what sort of uh, social designation that person has or anything like that. What matters is that they have put in the, the time to learn and to, to live and embody their type and um, be in their authority. You know, and then, like Amy said, the intention. Um, that's where it really comes across. Because human design is, is something that, it requires an investment. And, it, you know, it, it requires good fortune. It requires resources. It, it just does. Um, you know, that's, it's flesh to flesh. And so, um, you know, it's always, it's always been elitist to begin with in that sense. Um, that it does require that. And so it's always been important to me that people are educated on that, that that is something that is necessary um, to really receive this knowledge. Uh, but that it needs to be received from, from the correct forces, the correct people. Um, and that's you know, that comes back right around to, to strategy and authority. If you listen to your authority, you, you'll encounter those correct forces to help you in your process. Love that. It always comes back to strategy and authority. I think 
people think we bang on about it. I'm like, it's because it's so important. <laughs> it's literally none of it none of this matters none of without none of it none it of this matters mm. at all at all yeah. none of it matters well thank you amy i appreciate you coming on thanks for having me having having a conversation and being the the first guest on the pure individual podcast <laughs> thank you for having me on it was great very okay. nonlinear, but this is what we expect right <laughs> yes th- th- this is what we are yeah this is what we are i wouldn't i wouldn't have it any other way thank you okay. well thank you amy and i hope that you all enjoyed that bye for now